everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hustle Podcast. Yes, thank you so much. We do have a request though before we get started. If you have found our content to be entertaining or helpful, would you consider leaving us a review on iTunes? Those five-star reviews really help to make sure that our content gets out there and that our show continues to grow. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And it is the new year. Yeah. Episode 326 in 2023. We made it. I, I mean, it's one of those things where 2020 was a roller coaster, right? Was, and then there's was 2021. Roller coaster. And then there was 2022. And man, if, if the, th- the way reselling has like ad- adapted and changed and just it, it's been a crazy ride for sure. But we made it into 2023. And uh, and so today we're going to be talking about, you know, what what's what's resale in 2023 going to be like? What are we going to have to do in order to make sure that we are uh, having a profitable year, uh, that we are adapting, that we're willing to, uh, to to see success and to make our reselling business as as profitable as possible? So a year ago, when we did our New Year's episode, we had discussed the idea of this is going to be the year that's going to really try resellers. Make or break make or break. And I don't think we're done with it yet. I don't think, I don't think people have been shaken out yet. Mm. Right. Kind of like the markets haven't been shaken out yet. Right. Tesla's like now almost at a hundred dollars. Right. Everybody's wondering where, where's Bitcoin, where's, you know, crypto going to go. I think it's the same thing with reselling and I could be wrong. Do you think I'm wrong? No, I mean, I think part of it too is like, we're, I don't know the best way to put it, but you can have something where the uh, something has basically died off or whatever, but you can kind of live off of the the. It's almost like a savings account. I guess that's the best way to put it. Like you can put a bunch of money into a savings account and then quit your job, and then live off the savings account for a while, and as if nothing has happened, mm. right? But eventually, that savings account runs out, and if you don't have new income coming in, so I think that's like kind of where we're at in some ways. Is we're at a, a place where a lot of people are still spending a lot of money, and so. We, we, we've definitely are in a tough economic system. I think we've seen a lot of changes with reselling, all of those things. Uh, but I mean, credit card debt is just outrageous right now. People are still spending money, but inflation is still up. And even if it's down in the sense of it's not rising as fast as it was rising, it's still significantly higher inflation than is like the typical what you want, like 2%. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, wages aren't increasing with that. And people are taking out debt, credit card debt, all of these things. Eventually, at some point, uh, I would imagine student loan payments are going to kick back in. All of those things are going to hit. And I think that's when we're going to see and realize how bad things really are. And so I think we could have got through 2022 and thought, hey, like I made it, you know, bad economy. I've been making it as a reseller. It's like, well, we still don't know yet what that's going to look like. And we still need to be prepared for what is it going to be when all of a sudden now people have this big credit card debt and they have all these other things and things are getting more expensive and you know, and you just keep throwing and, hands and, on there and, yeah. and eventually it gets to a point where the bubble's got to pop or things have got to ease somewhere. And, and you're going to start seeing people either defaulting on payments and not paying for extra things anymore or something's going to happen. And so we've got to figure out what do we have to do as resellers to make sure that we can still make it through 2023. Yeah, and I, you know, your your analogy works because I'm thinking about 2020 was that year, right, where a lot of resellers made a lot of money, right? And I think 2020 helped fund 
2021. And it also allowed a lot of new resellers to come on because things were still, you know, kind of riding that trajectory in 2021. And then this past year, 2022, the market started changing, right? Q4 was different for a lot of resellers. And most, you know, big YouTubers had discussed the idea that in 2022 Q4 was probably the slowest Q4 in several years. And so now we're on the other side of that. And I had a, I had a, still a decent Q4. Uh, eBay still was was great for me. Uh, Amazon was <laughs> was okay. I was just selling stuff from last year. I didn't really do much Amazon. And there were items out there that were hot. I just I I didn't chase it because I you know I I'm right now I don't want to borrow money. Like with interest rates going up, I had one credit card to go from uh, 15.99 uh, APR to now it's at almost 21 percent. Right. And, and then, you know, that starts adding up. You start making those payments and you're like, all right, I want to be done with this credit card. So I do think this is going to be the year of we have to do what it takes. So kind of we broke this down into three things. The idea of we need to tighten up. We need to learn more and we need to establish different kinds of goals. Right. It's not it's not the same old, same old, I think, especially in 2023. So the first one is I think watching your bottom line more closely is more important than ever. I used to be very big on, I don't care. I'll, I'll buy these boxes here. You know, I, I'll, I'll drop, you know, whatever amount for these goods. Cause I know they'll sell like it, it, in 2020, even before that, like I've mentioned this before, if the comps were good, it didn't sell through rate. Didn't even matter. Things would still sell, but now things are changing, right? So you want to keep your cost of goods really low because comps might've been good the last three months but that can quickly change, right? You might have a lot more people as a result of loss of jobs and layoffs going into reselling. So certain markets might get saturated. You have the rise of whatnot. And that's really, I think that has really shaken the reselling market. It's really brought goods, the cost that you could sell things for way down. Honestly, I, I do. And luckily certain niches have not been touched, uh, but I, I think a lot of them have. And then you also have, you know, you have a lot of individuals just having just inventory that they've had over the last year that didn't sell like they thought it would. And so they're just trying to move that stuff. So all that is bringing a shift in prices, which causes you to say, I need to find stuff for cheaper. Not only that, but supplies. Right. I, I myself, uh, I've shared this before. I have now, um, I, I would say probably... 70% of my shipping supplies are free. So either they're free from USPS because I ship priority or they're free from some locations that I know have the boxes I need. And I just once a week go over there and I pick them up because that, that helps my bottom line. That saves me a few hundred dollars every month in shipping supplies. Right. And it's on my, it's on my route home. It doesn't, you know, it may cost me a little bit of time, but it's worth it. Now, your time is going to be very important too, right? Because if the value of the dollar has gone down, right, and things are more expensive, every moment that you spend is going to cost you. Do you, you have any anything here you want to add on this stuff? No, I mean I think that's that's good. You got to be you got to be wise and and cut where you can. There's two there's two different ways you can kind of balance your budget in, in a way or in a sense maybe balance isn't the right word there, but to, to make sure you've got more money is either to increase the amount of money coming in or reduce the amount of money you're spending. And so those are the two factors that you can control. And so 
if you can control the amount of money that you're expending on things, you're you're going to end up being in a better place. You're going to be more profitable. Uh, and then one of the beautiful things about a new year is a new year kind of gives you a fresh start. And in just a few short weeks, we're going to be starting to talk about and hearing questions about taxes and tax time. Now, for some of you uh, out there who maybe you're kind of just a hobbyist reseller, you're kind of worried because you know the the new IRS stuff. Luckily for you, um, and for many people, I think just in general with different types of service jobs, the I got delayed. Dude. Yeah, they they're yeah. they're delaying the the if you made more than six hundred dollars. I mean, especially I mean, it's going to be really confusing with Venmo. We were just talking about sometimes people accidentally use the wrong Venmo. We've had people reimburse us and they use the wrong one, and then you got to worry about all of that. But here's the thing. You got lucky it got delayed. It's kind of like uh, the student loan payments. If you've got your student loans in deferment right now and it's like free deferment, that's great. You've got more money monthly that you can spend. But at some point, you've got to anticipate that that's going to end. And you can't be spending money as if that's not going to end. And you can't be running your bookkeeping as if, you know, the IRS is always going to delay that. And you can stay under a $20,000 threshold and still be figuring things out as a hobbyist. And a new year kind of gives you a new chance. And one of the things that's beneficial about having a business is there are a lot of write-offs. There's a lot of things you can do if you're doing your bookkeeping well. And so a new year kind of is that fresh start to say, hey, maybe last year. And, and here's the thing. some of We have some listeners and some people who are they're, they're almost confused that this is something people are worried about because they're just really good at it. They've always done bookkeeping well. They've done it right by the book. They've followed all the laws. But there's some people, It's if you're just starting out and you're figuring like, wait a minute, okay, I got to track mileage. But am I using this car majority for business or not? Like, what, what can I do? And so there's a lot of things to figure out. And so if you can start the year and say, okay, I made some mistakes last year. I didn't, I didn't actually keep track of some things. I didn't keep track of the items I was buying, how much I was paying for them. I didn't keep receipts for the shipping supplies I was buying or, or whatever the situation is. I had to switch out of GoDaddy bookkeeping because they ended their thing and now I have to do a new thing. And I had, didn't have it quite figured out yet. It's a fresh, it's a fresh start. And you want to make sure you're, you're maximizing the amount of deductions that you can make that you're doing your bookkeeping, right? Consider the new year as like a fresh, clean start with that and start right away because you cannot delay. You only make it harder for yourself. If you wait until the end of the year to start putting this stuff together, the beginning of the next year, when tax time is done, you're going to put the time in one way or the other. So it's in a lot of ways better to spend 15 minutes a week, kind of getting all the stuff figured out than to spend hours and hours and hours looking and hoping and did I get this? Did I get all the stuff? Do I, I miss that? Or So get it all taken care of now. Use this fresh start. And we're really big on, hey, pay your taxes, right? Give to give to Caesar what, what what's due to him. However, you don't want to give more than you have to. And my thought is, and, and I'll always say this, if people you know will say like, well, it's not fair to take the deductions. Take every legal deduction you can possibly it's take. It's American. Yeah. And if, if at the end of the day, you say, you know what? I ended up only having to pay $8,000 in taxes after I took all my deductions instead of the 20,000 they originally would have if I didn't take deductions. Then if you decide that you want to give that money to the government and you think they would spend that extra, you know, $12,000 well, um, as opposed to some other charity, then give the money to the government, but make sure you do the deductions so you know how much you actually owe them. And then you can decide what to do with that extra later. Yeah, I agree, agreed. I just love how you phrase it. You can you can give it to them. It's always funny because they always ask you, right, when you're done with your taxes, like, do you want to give to a campaign or do you want to give to this? Like, no, like I already gave plenty to you. I don't want to give you any more. But I got to tell you, though, you know, mileage is, I think, one of the ones that most people miss. Like, and I didn't even know. I, I, I guarantee the first two years 
of of reselling before I went full time, I lost thousands of dollars, <coughs> thousands. I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not overstating it. It was thousands, right? Because they do add up every time you go to a thrift store, every time you go to the post office, anytime you're trying to go get, uh, you know, supplies, anytime you source a garage sale, all of those count. Every single one of those count your mileage. So don't miss out on that. You know, get an app. There's I use uh, MileIQ. There's people that use Everlance. There's uh, maybe there's other ones out there that people use. Use that. Okay. Make sure that you know you're putting your cost of goods. If if you're buying, you know, well, cost of goods means the stuff you're selling. But I'm talking about. I was going to talk about supplies. If you're buying tape, if you're if you're buying uh, a table. Right, that you're going to use uh, to, you know, move your inventory or to take pictures on. If you buy light boxes, if if you're buying whatever it is, you know, if you're buying even the Scotty Peeler, right, to remove tags from new items, all those, okay, all those are items that are using for your business, okay. If you have, and this is not tax advice, but if there are areas of your home that are used strictly for business, that's also deductible. Right. A lot of people don't think about that. But if you got, you know, I know a lot of resellers have that one bedroom that is just their eBay room. That square footage is important. So make sure this this year it's going to be important because you don't know how things are going to turn out right now. If you're having a year that you're making all kinds of all kinds of money, it's still important to do it because you are losing money when you don't take care of these things. Now, this next one, I'm just preaching to myself. I know Mike takes care of every death pile, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I think, you know, it's a funny, it's funny. Haha, ha, we have death piles, but now I'm kind of like, ah, I don't know how funny it is anymore for me because it's gotten obnoxious and it's just money. Just, you're just, you know, if you had a $20 bill under the couch, Mike, would you go after that $20 bill if it was sitting under the couch and you knew it was there? Yeah, I mean, you know, you can get a lot of stuff with twenty dollars nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe a couple of meals, but get a couple gallons, a couple gallons of gas, man. There you go. No, it's not that bad. But you know, would you dig into that couch? Right? I know most of us would, right? You'd you dig through the Cheez-Its, you dig through whatever's in that couch because I know you got people Cheez-Its in your couch. My kids, you know. All right, so you would go after that twenty, but yet you have something that all you have to do is take it put it in a photo box, take a picture and list it. And yes, it's a little more work than digging through the cheese that's in the couch, but it's, it's free money there. You already paid for it. You're losing that money. Right. And as Mike would tell you, right. It was a dollar today is worth more than a dollar tomorrow. Money today is worth more than money tomorrow. So got to be consistent about listing. That's one thing I've really been uh, working on. I've, I've pretty much listed every single day, except for maybe two or three days, uh, this last Q4 and it's paid off, right? You and I were talking about that earlier where we have this inventory and we know we have good things. You're like, you know what? This, this listing stuff kind of works. Now it's not a guarantee, but listing does help. Yeah. Being active. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's, yeah, it's not a guarantee. You still have to have the right stuff, but Sometimes with decent stuff, if you're not active on eBay, it's almost like you're punished for it. Um, all right. So our next uh, section is is learning opportunities. And you've got to kind of think of a new start. It's one of those things like a lot of times there's resolutions. And I think there's a lot of people who are very against resolutions. And I understand the premise. Like you can, if, you, if there's something you want to do, like you can just start it now. Typically, the reason why I feel like resolutions fail is people have a huge lofty goal that they want to see change almost overnight. Like, oh, 
my goal this year is to lose 50 pounds. And then they try like the first to do it all in the first month. And it's, it's, it's not attainable. Uh, but again, there is something to be said about a fresh start, whether it's a Monday start of a new week, like, okay, this week I'm going to do whatever, or it's a new year. Anytime you can have almost a fresh start, a new month, something that kind of just is like, okay, I'm kind of clear the table here and just like, no, I'm doing this thing. And think of 2023 in that, that way that you're going to eventually look back. We're going to be talking about our recap of 2023 before we know it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and one of the things you can do is say, I want to learn a new niche or two this year. And maybe you know what those niches are right off the bat. You're like, I've, I've really been into like kind of getting into watches and like I haven't really I've sold a couple of them and I don't really know a lot about them or Hot Wheels or whatever the thing is, like collectible knives, like some something that I, I'm maybe a little bit intrigued about. So maybe you know those things now or maybe you're going into this year and you're saying, you know what? I, I have no idea. I mostly just sell vintage clothes um, and some other some electronics. but I want to learn a new niche. I just, I don't know what it is yet, but just having that in your mind of like, okay, in the, in the next month, I'm going to, I'm going to try and figure out something to learn about. And then the month after that, I'm going to spend a few hours and, and actually write down what it is you want to do, something you want to learn about, and don't try and become an expert in it next week. Cause that's typically what, what causes you to fail. But if you say over the next year, over the next 365 days, I'm going to learn about two new niches, right? I'm going to learn a couple new things, like whether it's camera equipment or man in my area there's just tons and tons of you know outdoor like snow stuffs i don't know a lot about it but i'm gonna look up and learn a little whatever it is in your area that you can find and i would say 365 days if you actually are not trying to do it all tomorrow but do it slowly over time you you're gonna look back at the end of 2023 and say man, I know a whole lot more about watches than I did at the start of the year. And I've sold a ton of them. And now I can go to a garage sale or a thrift store and I'm not spending a ton of time looking stuff up. I can kind of be like junk, 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 junk. Oh, that's interesting mm-hmm. because you've done a little bit of research in it. So don't overwhelm yourself. Don't try and become an expert in every single field. Don't see, hey, other resellers are doing this and I have to be just like them. Just think of something you're interested in and spend a little bit of time, a few a few minutes every week, uh, an hour every month, just researching, watching some YouTube videos, and you're, you're going to look back at 2023 and say, man, I've learned a lot about this and been profitable in it. Yeah. And this is going to be the year. There's going to be plenty of buying opportunities. I'm interested in selling Rolexes. I don't think I'll ever do it just because the learning curve is so steep. Right. But there are some of you that I think you, you have the time. And right now the little Rolex market is it's slipping. Okay. The vintage clothing market is slipping. Right. There's so many markets right now that are just downward trajectory. And what does that mean? Well, that means buying opportunities, but that also means that you can now go and buy something and you can learn that field. Right. You can get a good amount of a certain item and go, okay, now that I bought this, I'm going to try to resell it, but I'm going to also buy this to learn about it. Right. I'm not telling you to go out there and buy, you know, an $8,000 Submariner uh, Rolex watch. Okay. All right. But, you know, I know I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it, but listen, there's going to be so many buying opportunities, which also means there's going to be learning opportunities. Now, the other thing here, and this, I kind of wrote this in there is I personally, myself, I want to pick up some replenishables, right? These are items that always sell that you can go to the same place and always get them. And they're just there. Right. And, And this could be a food item. This could be a clothing item. There's, you know, it could be health and beauty, whatever you're comfortable with. But I I think, you know, 
people are going to be looking for deals in, in 2023. They are, they're always looking for deals, but especially in 2023, which means that there's going to be opportunity there for you to fulfill those needs in a way that you can constantly replenish those items. And it's not going to be huge profit, but at least it'll be consistent profit. And that's what you're looking for in 2023 is consistent profit in a market that we're about to go into. That's good. Um, one of the things I've enjoyed doing over the last year is going to more swap meets. I've, I've sold it one one time and I've been to one many times uh, to like source. I, I think swap meets and you know flea markets, those types of things, I think are going to be potentially more profitable as we move into 2023 as an opportunity for sourcing. Because like we mentioned, there's going to be, I think, a lot of buying opportunities of people, especially if the economy gets rough, people will realize they've got 20 some percent APR um, on their on their interest rate for their credit card that they maxed out over Christmas because they wanted to buy Christmas stuff and now student loans are back in or whatever the situation is. And sometimes it's going to be garage sales. I think garage sales are always great. But I think more and more people are going to be going to swap meets, trying to sell some stuff. And I think even the people who are at swap meets pretty regularly are going to be more willing to negotiate and wheel and deal with you. Because again, if people aren't there buying as much and the hard thing is, to, to source a lot during a downturn economy is kind of a double-edged sword because prices mm -hmm. go down, but the sell-through rate is also down, which is why the prices are down. If demand is down, prices are down. So if you're in a position where you can buy things, source things at a good price, then hopefully you can still sell it. Maybe you can sell it for less. You, you, you can kind of overcome the, the low demand by lowering your prices. Or you can put yourself in a position where you're able to source a lot of things, not necessarily just have a death pile, but get stuff listed. And then as the economy comes back up, which is going to eventually happen, you will be selling those things. So if you're able to buy tons of, let's say, Department 56 items at a really low price because people are trying to offload and they're trying to cover their credit card debt, and it takes four years before that market kicks back in, well, hey, if you, you were able to get it at pennies on the dollar, no big deal storing it, holding it if you've got the space, and then the market picks back up. You, you would never be able to buy it at those prices again now that they're selling for a bunch of money. So it's not a bad time to source if you can. Of course, you want to think about things like sell-through rate. You want to sell the stuff, especially if you're hurting for the money. But if you're in a place where you can go to swap meets, go to those things, people are going to be offloading stuff. You might have to hold on to it a little bit longer, but that might just be the name of the game for 2023 is maybe you got to get to 2026, but the market comes back up and you are just rolling in the dough because you've sourced <laughs> stuff at, at really low prices. No, I, I think it's going to be great opportunities, but you're right. You're right. Yeah, you have to be in a place where you're willing to maybe make that month return real quick. And then you're gonna have to hold on to some of it for a little bit. So yeah, I'm looking forward to sourcing swap meets and flea market. I haven't done that ever for eBay. So hey, before we move forward, if you haven't had a chance yet to uh support us on Patreon, go over to patreon.com slash PRSO podcast. Uh for five fifty five a month, you can support the podcast. And the bonus to that is you'll be able to be part of the Discord, the thriving community of resellers. Every day I'm always learning something new. Or even if, even if it's just a place that you just want to share, or you just, you know, want to be in community, or you just want to lurk and you just want to pick stuff up. Uh, you know, I think it's one the best deal out there. Uh, I think it's definitely worth your time. And so come check us out, Purosa Podcast, uh, on Patreon. So it's patreon.com slash Purosa Podcast or go to the link below. Also, if you haven't followed us on uh, social media yet, we are Purosa Podcast on all social media. We are Pure Soul Cast with that blue check. 
on Twitter. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I just wanted to check it out. I wanted to try it out. So we haven't been approved yet, but I, I, I'm sure by the time this podcast drops, we're, we're, we're approved. Yeah. So you can always give us a call, 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Or shoot us an email at podcast at gmail.com. That's podcast at gmail.com. If you're listening to the podcast and you've never caught us on YouTube, come on over. Just say hi. At least smash that, you know, subscribe button and that like button and that bell notification to be notified when things happen. Because we also have our Monday minisodes, which we're going to be bringing back again. We kind of took a hiatus due to, you know, the break that we're on. Uh, But if you haven't had a chance yet, please do that. And uh, last of all, appreciate all the iTunes reviews. Uh, you know, we're at almost close to 700. Would love it if people just, you know, we are the most rated, highly rated uh, reselling podcast out there. And it's because of all you awesome listeners out there that just drop reviews. Just wanted to share uh, one quick one. Uh, and just, you know, because when people write out things, it definitely helps us out and it helps people go, hey, is this something I want to listen to? So this is from uh, JMS NXDX. They said, great show. Love the podcast. Always really informative. Even just listening to them converse, they are dropping knowledge unknowingly, maybe always worth my time listening. So really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, just quick five star and just a quick write up really helps us out. All right, ready? We're going to share a couple hustles of the week and then ours today. So what do we got today? Come on, hustlers. It's the freaking hustle of the week. Yeah. All right. So our first one comes from uh, Dan, Instagram handle at Dan Sisti89. So found a listing on Facebook Marketplace advertising a ton of sealed model planes for $200. Nice. There's definitely money in model planes. Mm-hmm. Seller also had another listing for a bunch of vintage sealed Star Wars and Power Rangers for $150. So messaged her and asked if she would take $250 for everything. The model planes began to sell like hotcakes and already profited $600 and still has about $800 profit still to sell. That's one of the beautiful things. If you can combine things, mm-hmm. right? You, people got deal. two lists. They got two two listings or more, multiple listings on Facebook Marketplace, offer up. Always do that. Anytime you're buying something from somebody, check their other listings. Because a lot of times uh, that th- you can combine things, get a better deal, especially if people are trying to offload stuff. It's like, yeah, one person come to my house. I only have to meet up one time at the Starbucks and I'm going to be able to get rid of a bunch of things. They're more willing to make those deals, those bundle deals. And yeah, that's that's a great hustle to have already made $600 and got $800 left for $250. Oh man, that's a killer deal. That is, and it's Star Wars and Power Rangers. It's good stuff. Right? All right, next one comes from our Discord. This comes from uh, K-Kite, K-K-I-G-H-T in our Discord, and purchased an unopened box of typewriter paper. I always love these, Mm. right? An open box of typewriter paper at a local thrift store for $1.99, listed on eBay and sold one week later, sold the sealed box of Southworth vintage typewriter paper, 500 pieces for $135.99 plus ship. That's crazy. You know what I think? That might have happened. I mean, I could be totally off okay, here. Okay. But have you seen, um, uh, I haven't like spent, I, I don't watch shows and TV. I, I've got other things to do. But I think that Wednesday show on Netflix is really big oh, right Adam's now. Family yeah, the Adams Family. And from things I've seen, like, I think she types on a typewriter a ton. Like, that's part of like uh, her deal. She's like writing a story possible. and typing on a. So I think just like when I mentioned like chess being big because of the Queen's Gambit, yeah. when people see things, and especially because that show is aimed, I think, towards, young adults and high school age kids. And so when you got a bunch of 
kids watching like how cool it is to be typing on a typewriter and it's like kind of edgy and you know well we would have looked at it as like oh thank goodness i don't have to use a typewriter I anymore know, typewriter, I, I watched the old uh al pacino movie serpico where he's this undercover cop like in the 70s and i'm seeing this dude type his report and i'm like that those were miserable days yeah. but going on what you're saying uh, following trends is important i missed it i sold a vintage mad magazine from the 90s that was sealed that had the Adams family on it and it just sold. And when it sold, I was like, uh, I yeah. should have listed that higher, but it's okay. It's going to a happy home now. It's good. So there you go. Nice, nice work there. I got to tell you, I'm always looking now at the paper. I'm waiting for the day. I find that hundred dollar plus stack of paper. Yeah. So turning paper into paper, man. There you go. Stacks on stacks. Almost the same value, but you know, it works. Yeah. All right. Anyways, what's your hustle of the week? Um, so I don't want to, to, to go too long on this cause I talked a little bit about it a couple of episodes ago. Uh, but if, if, so if you haven't listened a couple of episodes ago, I talked about, uh, I think it was as a random story, the long Kickstarter saga. Uh, if you remember, oh, yeah. right. Yeah, those yeah. Miniatures. That was a long story. And so what made it, what, 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 why it's my hustle of the week is over two years and thinking I lost and wasn't going to be able to make money on this, uh, Kickstarter that I had backed. It was kind of a gamble I took. And finally, after several years and just just thinking for sure this was a bust and there's lawsuits and all kinds of things, not only did I pay for shipping, which is why it was like a random kind of awesome story then, but hustle of the week, I got the notification today that it has shipped. I've oh, got the finally. I've got the FedEx the tracking number. Continues. And I think by the date this we're recording this a little bit early, the date this records, I will have opened up those one of the boxes is mine and the rest I'm gonna sell. And I'm so stoked that something that I took a gamble on years ago is finally going to pay off. And Literally I, years. Years ago. And uh, so not to say that, that Kickstarter is a bad thing. I've got a whole YouTube video on how to make money on Kickstarter flipping, uh, but, but it's a little bit risky. There's more involved there, but the payoff potentially is huge. So uh, hustle the week of, I put in the, the work, I researched it. I thought it was good. Turned out it was bad. Turned out it ended up being okay. And I think I'm still going to profit quite a bit. And the thing too is, to me, it was sunk costs. It was like that money's gone. It's lost. I'm never going to be able to recover that money. And now not only am I going to recover it, but I'm going to make a killing on it. So hustle of the week. There you go. There you go. So mine, I, I just I posted on Insta, so you can check it out on Instagram uh, probably a week back. But I didn't give the backstory. You know, in San Diego, Tony Gwynn like, is, is one and the same. Like when you think San Diego, you should think Tony Gwynn. Everybody respects Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn passed passed by. Uh, he passed away a few years ago, uh, but you know he's he's probably the ultimate San Diego Padre. And anything that has Tony Gwynn, I'll pretty much pick up. And this is also going to tie into our it's my GI Joe story. If you've been a faithful listener, where I missed out on a six hundred dollar GI Joe terror drone, which still haunts me. But, you know, the other part of the story was I got to go upstairs while that guy was paying for that. And I went to a room full of Padre stuff and I'm still listing it. And one of the things that was in there was a vintage new era pinstripe Tony Gwynn hat. And I picked it up. So I paid probably 25 cents for this hat because I bought so much stuff. I paid 140 for all the Padre stuff. And I probably picked up. I don't know, maybe a thousand pieces when it's all said and done. 
with I had ticket stubs, I had hats, I had shirts, I had bobbleheads, I had all, all kinds of stuff. And so this hat, I I saw the comps and I'm always hesitant with comps. You ever feel like, even though you've been reselling for a while, you look at comps at something, you're still like, no, there's no way people pay that much for that, right? And and you kind of you second guess and go, should I really list it high? And sure enough, I listed it high. I think I listed it for about $150. It was, a, again, vintage, new era, pinstripe, Tony Gwynn hat. And it went on sale for 30% off. And it sold uh, for $105 free ship. So the fact... You can't be yawning during I'm that so, story, man. I'm sorry it's been a long day. It's late. Yeah. I know, I know. We never recorded this late before. Well, in a while, in a while. It's been a while. It's a while. We've had five in the morning recordings. Remember those? Yeah, we've also had ones where we've gone close to midnight, so... That is true. Those are good. I remember those days. We used to record like three episodes. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, it's already, what, an hour past your bedtime right now? Yep. So, yeah. okay, I'm a night out. So, anyways, listen, you may lose out on one opportunity reselling but there's always another opportunity around the corner. And I'm pretty sure I have five X to whatever this guy picked up at that estate sale with all the Padres gear that I sold. At least I tell myself that to feel better. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't cry over spilt milk, right? You lost that, that GI Joe, um, but you profited and it is what it is. Don't lose sleep over the GI Joe. <laughs> there you go. All right. So uh, going into the new year, we're going to have some new goals and for everybody's, it's going to be different. Um, I, I will probably talk in the next few episodes about like what my word of the year is going to be and kind of how I'm going to try to incorporate that into reselling. Uh, but one of the things that I think is a goal that a lot of people should have, especially if you maybe haven't done this in the past, is be willing and able and try to be able to make larger purchases. I think, mm -hmm. I think a lot of times, especially as times get tough, one of the things that I've learned over the years um, by studying investors and things like that is you typically don't want to follow the crowd with things like the stock market. If everybody's buying right now, it's probably not the time to buy. Mm -hmm. And if everybody's selling, that's probably the time to buy because people panic. And if you go with the the majority of people on those things, you're gonna you're gonna typically fail. And one of the things that as the economy gets tighter and things get rough, you're gonna want to play it safe with everything. And you might be in a place where you kind of have to, uh, where you don't have the opportunities that goes back to the richest man in Babylon, um, that luck not being a, a real thing, but opportunity is a real thing. And those who are considered lucky are the ones who are prepared to take an opportunity when the, when the opportunity comes. And I think now is going to be the time to make big purchases if you can. Be willing to go out on a limb, spend a little bit more than you've used to, whether it's buying individual items where you know it's a higher price item that you're going to flip or whether it's big bulk buys, um, I think if if you're and, and again you've got to be in the, the 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 place where you can do it because if you're just trying to make ends meet, you might not be in a place where you can take a risk and a gamble on certain things. So again, if you if you're not in the place where you can take advantage of an opportunity, then don't because it might be a little bit longer before some of those things sell. But I think now is the time where you're going to have opportunities where you're going to be able to do a big buyout whether it's somebody's entire collection of a certain thing, whether it's, um, you know, a somebody offloading stuff, whether it's returns from an Amazon, you know, whatever it ends up being, or like Orlando was talking about earlier, if you're learning a new niche and you're going to go big on music equipment or on Rolexes or something like that, if you've set yourself up, you've been wise with your money, you've been saving it, you're in a position where you can potentially make big purchases, 
I think this is the year to try and do it because I think prices are going to be so much lower in a lot of stuff. And again, there's inflation. So prices are up. I'm not saying prices aren't going to be up, but I think in a lot of the stuff we sell because they're luxury items, Mm -hmm. those prices tend to drop because people, the demand for it goes way down. And so if you're able to make those big purchases this year, I think in the long run, it's going to pay off. Agreed. Agreed. Now, along with that, I myself, I'm working, I want to double my listings, which sounds crazy, but this time last year, I I told myself, I'm like, hey, I want to, I want to grow. And so I went from, I had about lower 2000s uh, to now I'm at about 3,500 listings. Now, a couple of things there. Just because you have a lot of listings does not mean you're going to have a lot of sales, right? That, that used to probably be the trend. If you listen to like our first few episodes, I talk about the pipeline. I think having a lot of inventory is important to having daily sales. I do. But at the same time, I don't want to double my inventory for the sake of just doubling my inventory. Like, I don't want to pick up a bunch of junk that's not going to sell. So I'm going to be a lot more careful about my sell-through rate. I'm going to be a lot more careful about what I pick up. And I, we had a whole episode about being more selective moving now as, as resellers, as the market has completely shifted. Not completely, but has shifted a lot in reselling. So I hope that many of you have this listing goal of having more listings, which will require you to list more. And hopefully we get to that place. Cause I do think, I do think, you know, let's say I reach 5k listings. I do believe with the 5k listings, it will bring about more sales. Uh, but if I don't, I'm happy with that. As long as it's because I'm selling way more than I used to. And the sell through rate is conquering my ability to create more inventory in my store. So make sure you understand that having a huge amount of inventory does not guarantee you're going to make a lot of money, but having the huge amount of larger, large inventory or not a huge amount of large inventory. That's a (laughs) huge amount of inventory that people want to buy is definitely going to help. So make sure. Man, I was coughing last episode. What is, okay, sorry about that. That is a rarity. So anyways, get to work. All right. All right. Yeah. And what about this last one I put on here? What do you think on this one? Yeah, I don't think this is a bad idea. So um, I think going into this year, we've got to try new things. Um, We we often get get, uh, kind of, I think people think we're, we're doom and gloom on everything. We try and be realistic is what I think what we try to do. And going into a year where we just don't know, and I think, the opposite kind of into the spectrum of making big purchases because you've got money and you can jump on an opportunity and maybe be willing to sit and wait for a while is you just got to make ends meet, right? You need to sell some things, you need things to go. And one of the ways you can do that, especially if you've got stale inventory, things have been sitting for a while is to do more auctions. Um, We've talked to people, we've had interviews with people where they've done that in the past where they've just auctioned off a lot of their things. They try to have a, a much faster sell through rate, even if that means that kind of fast nickel. And I think this might be the year to have to give that a shot, especially if you're trying to just have the money, maybe so you have can do those those big trans, uh, transaction, transactions. I, I kind of look at it like this. It's almost like a trade. You've talked in a previous episode about doing a trade on eBay. Well, a lot of the inventory that you might have purchased, maybe it was decent, maybe it's you know not bad stuff, uh, and you could get more money for it if the economy was doing better, but you would gladly trade that inventory for stuff that's selling now for the same price as the stuff you bought a while back. Mm. So even if you need to just recoup the cost, maybe make a little bit of money now, doing auctions might be the way to get that activity going on eBay, get your store kind of functioning, get that money in your pocket today so you're not losing money on inflation on items that are just sitting there. 
And then you've got that money that you can make those big purchases. So I think weekly auctions or doing auctions more often might be something that that would be a good goal to have for this year. I know I'm going to be doing it. I'm going to be having a big move coming up here. And so my goal is to at least sell half. I'd like to sell at least half of the inventory that I have. That way I've got a easier move because I'm going to be moving quite a ways and I don't want to have to transport all this stuff again. And to be able to have kind of that nest egg of money so that I can make better purchases as those prices on things go down, which is kind of the ideal situation to be in. So one of the ways I'm going to be doing that is just auctioning things. I mean, setting things so to a point where you're still going to make some money, you can get that activity going. But I mean, I'm looking at some of the stuff you've got in your death pile. You'd probably be happy to trade that stuff for, you know, $30, $40 profit for all of it for each item just so that you can buy some better stuff now as the prices of the luxury items are going down. So I think weekly auctions is going to be one of those ways that you can get rid of some of those things that have been sitting for a while, get that activity going on your eBay store and have access to that capital so that you can buy and purchase those better deals that are going to start showing up. Yeah. And again, I, I wrote this, I wrote weekly for myself. Like I, this is, this is a goal of mine. I want to have weekly auctions. I, I don't know if it's going to play out maybe once a month. Uh, but you know, again, it's all about cost. We talked about costs earlier in the podcast. If you can get your costs low and you can still be profitable, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to sell to other resellers to buy that stuff that you got for cheap for them to be able to still resell and make profit. It's kind of the circle of reselling, which is going to be one of our shirts coming up. So, yeah. so make sure, you know, you're doing all that you can to make it this year, whether it's you're tightening up your, you know, what you're spending, your bookkeeping, you're listening right away, you're learning new places to sell or you're learning new platforms or you're learning, you know, just different niches that you can apply, uh, picking up replenishables, going to the flea market. All these things will help out and, you know, establish those goals for the year to be successful. Because I, I truly believe that this is going to be there. If we're able to make it through this 2023, I think 2024, hopefully we don't know. There's a lot of macro things they need to play out. I think 2024, we're going to be seeing an upswing again. And it might not be right away, but we'll see what happens. You know, hopefully somebody will record this and then if it happens, they'll play it. And if, if it doesn't, they won't. With that being said, make sure to be real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Late. Peace.